Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Thanks for joining us this Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine. And you know, this month, April is National Donate Life Month, and it's a month of local, regional, and national activities that are really out there to help encourage Americans to register as donors. And with us this morning is Brianna DiPilato, Communication Coordinator at Donor Alliance, and also Christy Schultz, who's the mother of a donor from Parker, Colorado. Brianna, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about what is National Donate Life Month and what are Coloradans doing to celebrate? Sure. So National Donate Life Month is celebrated every April and it's really a time to spread awareness about organ, eye, and tissue donation, like you said, and encourage the public to sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. But it's also a time to really honor those who gave the gift of life uh, through organ and tissue donation and transplantation. So this year, Coloradans can celebrate and show their support by showing their heart and telling us why they signed up as a donor. We're encouraging public to go to our website, and that's where they can upload a photo, customize it with that same heart symbol you get on your license when you say yes, and then share it on social. We really want folks talking about why they signed up, telling your friends and followers uh, why you did so, and then encouraging them to do the same. It's really a fun, easy way to get involved and show your heart for National Donate Life Month. Well, and I think one of the things, too, I know when when I became a donor, it was just such an easy decision, and you make it when you're getting your license. Right. It's so simple. It takes two seconds as you go in and you renew or obtain your new license or state ID at the DMV or driver license office. You just say yes. And if you don't think about it in the time, or maybe you're wondering and sitting home right now, oh, did I say yes? You can always do it online as well at DonateLifeColorado.org. So really easy, really simple, takes a few seconds, but we do encourage folks to get the facts before they make that informed Mm -hmm. decision. Well, tell us a little bit about the folks here in Colorado who are waiting for transplants. What kind of numbers are we talking about and what can people do to help? There are nearly 2,000 Coloradans that are waiting for the gift of life. And something that you can do at home right now is saying yes. Uh, by going online and just saying yes to organize tissue donation at DonateLifeColorado.org. By signing up now, you're really giving hope to your fellow Coloradans that are waiting for that life-saving transplant. And let me encourage you, if you've already said yes, awesome. Now share that decision with your family so they know your decision and your wishes going forward. It's really important to have that discussion. Well, and I know sometimes people don't realize uh, when you become a donor, how many different ways you can donate. And we talked about organs and eyes. Give me some other examples. Sure. So a lot of people don't think of tissue as well. So when you sign up to be a donor, what that means is you made the decision to donate your organs, eyes, and tissues at the time of your death, um, if you're able. So by saying yes, you're giving the gift of life to someone else. And it's truly the greatest gift anyone can give. And what's really remarkable, and you touched on it too, is one heroic donor can save up to eight lives through organ donation and save and heal more than 75 lives through tissue donation. And when you're talking tissue, think skin, heart valves, bone, all of that. So the things that people don't really think about, you can donate so much and really save and impact so many lives. Now, the other thing, and I know we've talked before, but the other thing that I remember you telling me that I was so surprised about is because I always think donors need to be young. Right. And that's one of the most common myths or statements that we're told when we're out in the public or even through our social accounts is, oh, you know what, I'm too old or Mm -hmm. I'm too sick to donate. And that's just not the case. There is no age limit to sign up to give the gift of life. So say yes, regardless of your age, your past medical history, your condition, all of that. Say yes now and let the medical professionals decide your eligibility at the time of death. But there really is no reason for you not to sign up now.
Right. And I think that's such a powerful message that you're not too old and let the medical professionals, should something happen, decide what's viable and what's not. Exactly. We've had um, heroic donors well into their 80s, 90s, even into their 100s donating much needed tissue to folks that need it. So don't rule yourself out. And Brianna, you know, being the communications coordinator at Donor Alliance, what does it mean to be a donor? It means just that. You're giving the gift of life. You are signing up and saying yes to something so selfless. Um, And it's something so simple, as we've talked about, that you can do now. Uh, You can just do it online. You can go to the driver license office. You don't need to think twice about it. Get the facts. And Mm -hmm. it really means that you are giving one of the greatest gifts you could ever give to somebody else in your passing. So why not do that? And Brianna, what is the website for folks to go get more information? Sure. So you can get uh, all the facts, read up on all the donation statistics in our area at DonateLifeColorado.org. When you're there, you can also hit that Become a Donor button to sign up right there and then online. I love it. And give that website one more time. Sure. DonateLifeColorado.org. It's DonateLifeColorado.org. And I want to switch gears a little bit now and talk with the mother of a donor, Christy Schultz of Parker, Colorado. Christy, I appreciate you talking with us. I know probably not always the easiest thing to talk about. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, it is sometimes hard, but I do love to talk about her. She's pretty great. Well, I can't wait to hear about Sammy. Christy, tell me all about her and tell me about your decision to have her be a donor. Okay. Um, first, I just, she was amazing. She was full of life. She lived every minute to the fullest. She could always make you smile, if not laugh. Um, she was a typical teenager. She was 14, um, passed when she was 15, actually. Uh, she's your typical teenager, full of joy, frustration, lots of stubbornness, mm-hmm. and love. Uh, she loved her family and her friends fiercely. She was a cheerleader at Ponderosa High School and with her central friends. And we always teased her because she was the shortest one in the family. But, man, she was a mighty force for being so small. <laughs> she sounds quite spunky. Oh, she was. She was very spunky. She was a lot of fun. Um, last year in July, she was in a car accident, and she wasn't wearing her seatbelt. So she was thrown from the vehicle, and unfortunately, she passed away six days later. And that was the day after she turned 15. Hmm. And when we realized that she was most likely not going to survive, we knew that she would want to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. She didn't have a license yet to make that choice. So first, we haven't even talked to her about it, but she loved helping people. And we figured this would be her way that she could help others at least one last time. As a family, we have a great faith and we prayed for our miracle, but we are very happy that even though we didn't get ours, that so many other families did. Because it's any two people can see, two people have functioning kidneys, another has a functioning liver, and then another has a needed heart valve. Plus, we donated tissue and bones. and So there are so many people that we probably will never get to know that she's helped. Um, through Donor Alliance, though, I've been able to connect with many of the recipients, and it's just meant so much to hear that they're doing well. I did have to apologize to them in case they were finding that they're more honored than normal because <laughs> that is yet another gift from my Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute, though. That's sweet. How, how did it feel as the mom of someone who passed and you chose to donate life, which is an amazing gift? How did it feel connecting with those folks that Sammy gave life to? You know, it more than solidified that we did the right thing. Not that I, I don't think we ever question that, but just to know that we're helping others either live a better life or even save their life through the donation has been such an eye-opening experience. And what being able to donate organ, eye, and tissue means, um, you know, 
as I read these letters, I'm slowly understanding a small part of what it must have been like for them because as they write to me, it's unfortunately for them, they have this feeling like I'm waiting for somebody to pass so that I can live. And that's not a feeling I've ever had to feel, thankfully. And and um, as I read that, I thought, gosh, this is so hard. And so in their letters, they all not only are so thankful, but they are so aggrieved with me. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're just like, we know you had to lose somebody so we could survive. And they're just so grateful. They're just some of the most grateful people that I've ever met. Well, that's really, I mean, that warms my heart to hear, you know, here you were in the most difficult time I can imagine that any parent goes through and you made a big decision and I I can't imagine in the grief being able to look forward like that. Did, did having Sammy become a donor, did that help through this? It definitely did. It definitely did. It gave, it gave us a piece for sure that that her young life, um, I don't want to say wasn't wasted, but it was going on and moving forward and helping others because gosh, to lose a child that's so young is so hard. And, and then you think it's all, it's all done. And then to know that pieces of her can still go on to help others is a great feeling. Right. And that she gave life to so many people. That is an amazing gift for Coloradans who are considering becoming donors. Um, what would you say to them? To encourage them? I would say to do it. It is one of the most selfless acts that they could do. It is a great way that they can help so many people. You know, until we sit down in the hospital and talk about it, I did not have any clue how large the need is for these types of donations because it hadn't affected my family. And had I known, I would have already been out there saying, you know, do this because there are so many people in need, and I would say, don't wait until you know somebody or it affects your family. Just sign up and do it. It's just an awesome miracle that you and your loved ones can give to someone else. It really is the gift of life, and it is a miracle. I would agree. Brianna, what have you heard from people who are hesitant to become donors? Like, what kind of obstacles do you want to overcome? I think a lot of people, as we talked about too, they just aren't educated on what it means to be a donor. So you kind of get a little bit scared to say yes or to make a decision on something that you're kind of unfamiliar about um, and that you really don't understand. So it's kind of that topic that no one really wants to talk about right. because it deals with death. Um, so, but it's important to have that discussion now to really talk to your kids, to your parents, to your loved ones in general about becoming an organized tissue donor, what your thoughts are about it. And if you sign up, of course, having that conversation as well. So that's why we really do encourage folks. You need to get the facts, really understand what you're saying yes to before you say yes. So you feel confident doing so and then telling your family as well. What are some of the, Brianna, while we still have here just a couple of minutes left, um, what are some of the questions or fears that you have heard people say about why they were afraid to become a donor? I think there are some most common myths. The main one that always comes up is, you know, you don't want my parts. They're not they're not good for other people. So not just the too old, but eh, I'm probably too sick to donate. But that's just not the case. Mm. Um, you know, there are medical advances every year that people that maybe weren't able to donate in the past are now able to donate. So we always encourage folks, let the medical professionals decide. Do not make that decision now. Just say yes. Uh, don't be that medical professional. Let them do their job at the time of death. Um, and we always hear too, you know, ah, I'm just too busy to sign up. I'll let my family deal with it at the time. And that's just not how it works either. The more decision or the more concrete decision that you can make now, the less it will be a burden on your family at that time of death. 
if you make that decision now, your family can go along knowing that that was your decision that you made while you were still living. Right. Um, we've also heard too, you know, I have diabetes or something like that just to go along with that. I'm too sickness. And I didn't realize I could still donate. So, you know, unless you've had like active cancer, let's say in the past year, it's possible that you can still be a donor and give the gift of life. So the main theme with all of these is really don't rule yourself out. Take the time to do it and say yes now. And do you ever hear people who are afraid to become donors because of maybe the type of funeral they want to have? Sure. So that's one of the myths, too. They think, oh, gosh, after donating an organ or tissue, a closed casket funeral is the only option that maybe I have. And that's not the case either. So we treat each heroic donor with the utmost respect and dignity, allowing the donor's body to be viewed in an open casket funeral. So that's one of the bigger myths we hear as well, that it'll impact funeral arrangements and it just will not. Right. And that's why I wanted to ask you, because I feel like it's one of those taboo things we don't talk about, but we might as well just put it out there and let you say what the facts really are. Sure. That's one of the main ones that we hear. Again, people are just, it's all about the unknown. Um, If you don't know what's going to happen or you're a little bit fearful, then you might just shy away from addressing the issue at at the front end. Another one we hear, another myth that's pretty common is, you know, if doctors know I'm registered to be an organ and tissue donor, they're not going to work as hard to save my life. Well, that's obviously not the case. The first priority of all medical professionals is to save lives. You know, when sick or injured people come into the hospital, that is their goal. Organ and tissue donation, to be clear, isn't even considered or discussed until after death is declared. So the doctors and nurses that are involved in the person's care or the patient's care before death are not involved in the recovery or transplantation of organs after. I think that's really good information to get out there. Well, April is National Donate Life Month, and it is a great month to sign up to be an organ donor. Brianna DiPilato, Communication Coordinator at Donor Alliance, and Christy Schultz, thank you so much for sharing your story, Christy, about Sammy and coming on and talking about it. And Brianna, for folks that want to sign up one more time, what is the website? Sure. They can just head right to DonateLifeColorado.org and hit that Become a Donor button to sign up. All right. Well, thank you both for being here today. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. For more information, just go to the radio station's website. You can also share this podcast on your social media. Hope you have a great Sunday. Go out, be blessed, be kind to everyone, and enjoy the weather.